When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What it is, this is The Wise Man with Tyrus, and today it's Trevor and I one-on-one. We haven't gone one-on-one since uh, that classic in 74. Yes, sir. The good news is that I am staying away from the chase forever. Uh, (laughs) Things don't seem to work out for you there. Nope. The first one, Scion stole my pin. Second one, you got me. And third one, uh, I took enough chair shots. To, I could set up a whole front row of my comedy shows with the chairs, but um, so and then retirement ensued, and then of course we had to deal with the, the passing of of Bray, which I think it hit everybody right. in the chest a little bit. Just forget about the wrestling aspect of it. Um, the family he was a father of four young kids, and that's a tremendous uh, blow to his family and to everyone else, and it really makes you. Think about what's important, you know, and, and life on the road, a lot of times we miss a lot of stuff, you know, and I, and you, Trevor, I was struggling with having to be at work and not being able to make the funeral, you know? Yep. No, it's, it's a part of our lives, especially as being in an entertainment and being wrestlers. It seems as if, uh, there's always some sort of work comes in the way of those moments, man. And, uh, you just got to pick and choose your spots. You know, you got to realize, especially if you can't be there, is it worth what you're missing? Yeah. And, um, you know, I understand you you wasn't able to make Ray's memorial, but in the same sense, you got to look at if he was there, what would he say? Um, Sometimes we get focused on us, but if he would have been there, he would have probably told you to go and do what you needed to do business to help take care of your family. Um, it's those are tough spots, you know what I mean. It's uh, we've all we've all missed moments, especially in our families and our children's lives. Um, but I think as we get older, our priorities change a little bit, and we certainly are. I know on my end, and I know on your end, kind of trying to make up for missing some of those moments. Yeah, you know that's a man. That's a great point. Is it? Do you think there's a fine line between? like trying to overdo it, you know, where you try to like almost smother them and it's too much. No, not especially with us as, uh, as much as we're gone and we travel. Um, you and I are both fans of pro wrestling. So I know you've had the conversations with Dusty, Arn Anderson, Steamboat, and um, I've had the same conversations. And when, I would talk to them about their relationships with their children. They always went to like a strain. It was always strained. Yeah. And that really kind of resonated with me, especially having young children. Like you start questioning is what I'm doing right now really worth the family trauma. I might, you know, bring on my children later on. Um, so we, 
again, I don't think going overboard at all is a no, not at all. No, I think we're just trying to give our children the lives we didn't have. That's a huge motivation for, I know for you and for me. Well, you know, and in their generation, it was uh, payphone dads. You know, they'd, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they'd call time. in in between yeah. towns, you know, and that was pretty much it. They'd come home, uh, beat up, have to do a bunch of laundry, and they'll have like two or three days to pay the bills, and then they're back out there, you know, and then it's the same the same thing. And that was the, that was the you know, and every once in a while they get two weeks off, you know, and and even when they do vacations, they don't know anybody, anybody so it's usually vacations with the boys, you know. Because right. you just you're not home enough to build relationships, and if you came home and went out with your buddies to the bar, I would imagine your family would be like, "What in the blue hell?" Oh, the heat! No, the heat you would get for sure. Um, but like some of those guys, that was their lives. Like when yep. they got home, they didn't know how to turn it off. Yeah, um, you and I could probably name several guys that couldn't separate real the real person from the character. Yeah, when the and, fan cheers become more important to you than approval at home, that's a problem. A huge problem. And I think you and I are learning from that. Like yeah. We see our heroes have went through that, and that's why we go through so much effort to try to give our children mm-hmm. that special time when we have it and make them the main focus. And, and plus uh, with... Do whatever we can to create like, moments. We're, we're lucky because we have the FaceTime. You know, or the video, Zoom, or whatever. So we, there's literally no reason why you shouldn't have at least some conversation with your children at least once a day. I I know I try to once a day. Oh, I do too, and that's (laughs) you know that it's not even it's for them, but also for me too, man. Like I spend a lot of time just sitting there while they're playing with their toys or their games or whatever, and I'm just there. I'm just in the you know they'll ask me a question or watch it. We'll watch TV together. You know, because it's not always like, hey, you know, because kids, it's like, hey, how was your day? Good. How'd you sleep? Good. <laughs> Did you have homework? Yup. <laughs> Did you finish it? Yup. All right, then. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, How'd you no, sleep, man. Dad? I slept good. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, the conversation ain't always that deep, you know. And uh, well, but but if you being there. Yeah. And if you sit around long enough. Then you'll get one, you know, and uh, I, I like when I see the little minds wandering while they're telling me a story. One of the things that all my kids do, which it cracks me up, is I'll tell them a funny story, and then they'll basically tell me the same story back, but they put themselves <laughs> in it as if of I course. didn't just tell them the same thing. <laughs> you know, and you're just like, if this shit continues, I got a little liar on my hands, but for right now, this is this is entertaining, you know, because they yes. – you know, like, um, you know, my son's big concern was because uh, EC3 was gracious enough to give me uh, the NWA belt, and I immediately gave it to my son. And then he, you know, we are FaceTiming, and he's like, so when, do I have to defend this? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, uh, you don't have to. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not it's, yet. it's yours. What's your uh, What's your opinion? I would, now that we kind of lean that way, because my son, my son's been talking about it. What if COC comes up to you, graduates high school, has put all this work in the D one work, and he goes, "Dad, I want to go talk, start taking bumps." What are you gonna do? Um. Well, the first thing I'll have to do is calm his grandfather down because I'd be doing cartwheels. 
Uh, I would, I would probably, if, if we're being real, I would say you got to give me something else first. College first. You got to sure. give me college something. first yeah. or a trade, yeah. something. You got to give me something yeah. first and then you can go bump your ass off, but you got to give me something first. I need a piece of paper that says if you get hurt in that ring or for whatever reason, it doesn't go your way, uh, that you have something to fall back on that I'm not going to have. Uh, a son chasing something or a daughter chasing something for 15 years that never works out. Your biggest payday was 200 bucks on an indie show. That's yeah. not a wrestling career. And we've got way too many people walking around calling themselves wrestlers, and they're not, not even in the closest <laughs> definition of what one is. And so my rule is, you know, if you're going to – I've always had a rule. Like if, and it's, if you're going to chase the dream, you got to have your feet on the ground when you do it. And what I mean by that is wrestling, here's wrestling, the NFL, acting, TV, any of those things. Understand that just about in our society, everybody thinks they can do it and everybody wants to do it. And so that means there are people that are going to be chickens about it. When I mean chickens is like they'll lay the eggs on the plate. You know what I'm saying? They'll. They'll do a little bit of the work, but they're not going to go all in. You know, they'll do enough, yep. and they'll be doing other things. Then there's the, then there's the the pigs. They're baking. They're all in. There's no coming back. And when you attack something like that, you have to be all in. And the best way to be all in is to be able to train and stuff. Is also to know if it doesn't go your way, you still have something that you can do. Because wrestling is not guaranteed, and being a third, and he would be a third generation. Uh, Wrestling a lot of guy. expectations on those shoulders too, you know. And only a couple, with all due respect, only a, a, a small handful of second generation wrestlers have have carved out niches beyond their predecessors. You know, obvious is Randy Orton, uh, Natty Nightheart would be a name that comes to my mind that have completely they've they've built something bigger or big as. Uh, their predecessor to where like they're they even if their name if his name wasn't Orton he still would be where he is today because he right. just you know he just had the skill at a high level you know and, and he created uh, his own lane yeah and that's the thing that's what you want you don't want to be uh, Brodus Clay or Tyrus's son that, that's not what you want to be in the wrestling business because uh, there's a a ton of those guys and it doesn't always work out. And when it doesn't work out, I think the the pressure is not just on you, and it also falls in on dear old dad or mom because then they're making comebacks trying to get you established, and all it really does is remind everyone of how much you are not them. Yep. And some people you just can't be like. Like I, Hogan's kids, if they got into wrestling, like for real, that they're just chasing an invincible shadow. You know, physically. You know, it's just he he was bigger than life, you know, and same thing with Flair. I mean, Charlotte has is has has built her own her own lane, but you know it, Well, if you remember, they wouldn't even let her use his last name when she first came in. And, and she shouldn't. None of them should, you know. Right. No, she earned that. Like almost had to earn that, which she obviously did. Yep. Uh but there's other ways to look at it too, like Teddy DiBiase, God love him. 
Like he was trying to run a gimmick very similar to his dad. Yeah, and he was yeah. as about as outdoorsman as it gets. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't. And I love Teddy. We worked together. We trained together. Um, and uh, you know, I, we were together in NXT, and he was doing the million dollar champ thing. And I just like all you. Well, all he really wanted to do was put his wrestling types in a pair of uh, camouflage colors and go hunting. You know, like he was, yep. a, he was, uh, he was an outdoorsman, you know, and I think he would have been better being Skinner <laughs> than the million dollar dream. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? But it's for just sure. one of those things, but the expectations are so high, you know, uh, Kurt Henning's son, one of my favorite people, he like, oh, he was yeah, always competing guy. against that because sometimes your, your, your pops are so over that they never stop being over, you know? And so. Uh, and it's even worse when you lose them early because everyone remembers them as they were. So every time you do harder. anything, yeah, you know, and it's a lot. And it's it, so I don't wish that on my kids at all. But if that's their passion, there's nothing I can do about it. And all I would do well, is drive a wedge between us. But they've all accepted the thing where I've asked for I need something that no one can take away from you. You know, like it's Education. yours. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and if college isn't your thing, fine. Then you're going to be an electrician or a plumber. You need to have something that you can go anywhere in the country and get a job and yeah. figure it out. And I think that's the, the message that a lot of people don't get. Like every time I wrestled or chased something, I was always knew in the back of my mind that there was a probable chance that I might not make it. And even if I do make it, maybe I won't succeed to the level to where I don't have to keep my teaching credential, you know, but things yep. just kind of grew and, and I, you know, how I've been able to stay on TV since 2010, I have no idea, but it's just, I keep working and grinding and I, I don't accept well, no, but I also deal with, I deal with setbacks and bullshit that you know and you just can't you, you can't let it get at you you have to understand what it is in, in this game because this is not a promised p- profession you don't need to well, do it and it's that not background though, yeah yeah having that background gave you a sense of security though to chase said dreams like you know what if this if this thing goes doesn't go the way i want to at the very least i know i'm not gonna have to go work at mcdonald's yeah, or or worse, you know, there's a lot of power in that. Yeah, or chasing the you know you're on the indie scenes trying to get a table, you know, and then <laughs> you know and the fans don't remember you or mistake you for somebody else or ask you to take pictures with their for their of them with their favorite star. You're listening to the Three Wise Men, and we'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The movie The Wrestler had a lot of good points to it, although I think... It was about a generation were, behind of what how it is today, because that's yeah, not how locker were, rooms are today. Extreme. Yeah, they yeah. showed the extreme, yeah. extreme. But, but you know that doesn't sell, right? Like it's gotta, no, got to be the full extreme if, if it's not. Yeah, because if it's not. It doesn't sell. Bunch of guys sitting in the back on their iPads going over business ideas and plans, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, asking show, about investment property. No, yeah, but I mean. 
That's what guys were doing, building podcasts. Yep. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach Ryder was, you know, he was doing everything uh, without permission from anybody. And but that's part of the that's part of the game. So I mean, I guess the same. And I'll throw it back to you. If if your son who already knows how to act like a grizzled veteran, yeah. he's already got the walk down. He's got the talk down. You know, he, he sees the guys that can't really go and kind of looks at him like, whoa. Say, hey, that might be you, Briz. <laughs> Um, I, I as well have instilled the fact you've got to go to either college or get a trade of some sort. I said, son, you're young enough that four years at somewhere to get an education isn't very long. And you'd still be young enough to start in this business, uh, and, and still be successful and more valuable. You want. Oh, oh, 100%. I've never pushed it. Like I've had a lot of fans ask me like, is your boy going to go into the business? And I don't push it at my house i don't bring it up i don't ask him if he wants to because you know as well as i do you've seen the people that have been forced into this and they they do it because they think they have to and they're not you know you can't go into this whole without your whole heart you got to be a little crazy for it uh yeah you got to sleep it eat it because there's a lot of people who play wrestler uh and they're able to get on tv getting on tv doesn't make you a wrestler (laughs) nope Because you're just no, doing it for a little while till till the next thing comes along, or you know, a bunch of other things didn't work out. So hey, you know, I'll try wrestling, and it usually doesn't work out because the no. work that goes into it, uh, having to work hurt, uh, having to be on the road so much, um, having to make tough decisions in your personal life, like the the, and and it's just like anything else. Like everybody wants to play football, but nobody wants to do the two days. Yeah, right. Which I recently yeah. found out they don't do anymore. When I went back to my I, college, I said, "You guys getting ready for two days?" And like, "Oh, we don't do that." I was like, "Oh, they, what?" They still do it at my old high school, but it's not nearly as long. Like we would have, it's like, a one's a walk through. Yes, and you can have one hitting it's, day, but not consecutive. And I was like, "Wow." Well, no. Well, now with Misha and everything, like the kids, quote unquote, can't start practicing till a certain date. Uh, around here, though, you know, the coach takes them out for camps and like they yeah. they tend to get around it, you know, to a certain extent. Um, but, yeah, they're per Misha, they're, they're really looking out for the kids as athletes and not letting these coaches overrun them. Because, you know, as well as I do, there's a lot of great high school coaches out there. Yep. But there are a lot of high school coaches out there that got their job because they knew somebody. Or they played and, a lot of Madden. Yes. You know, if I and, see another high school football game with seven wide receivers on the field, I'm just going to lose my money. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, though. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I, I like the fact that there's an organization out there that's looking out for my child when he's in these sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's but, definitely changed. Going back to Trevor Paul, like that's with me. I was a certified welder before I got into pro wrestling. Like literally, I went through a year's worth of training and built railroad cars. And I knew that if again wrestling, quote unquote, didn't work out, and it didn't at times, there was a period where I was the indie guy that was just you know trying to figure out what my next option was, and I wasn't making a lot of money wrestling. And my welding came into it to fed my family for a couple of years while I was trying to figure out what my next step was in pro wrestling. You know, and that's that's such a – so what was welding like for you? Was that was that something that you were in, always interested in or was just something that kind of fell in your lap? 
as a kid, I grew up, I went to high school, I was in FFA, we were welding and FFA, we built trailers. It's something I was always good at, and I enjoyed it, and I was always told, like, there's big money in welding, you can go anywhere and get a good job welding, so I thought, man, like, all right, I can see myself doing this for a living, um, an opportunity for wrestling. I'd always wanted to be a wrestler, but the opportunity for wrestling came up, and I was already a re- uh, welder, it just... It was just easy for me to make decisions knowing like, all right, if this, if I moved down to Harley's, for example, when I moved down to Harley's to become a wrestler, the first thing I did was start looking for welding jobs because I knew I could at least weld and make money while I'm trying to become this pro wrestler. And hopefully one day, you know, pro wrestling pays for, you know, right. you do that for a living. But I've always had that as a fallback, even again, when, when my times were tough after WWE, when everybody thought, you know, kind of forgot about me for a while, several years, bro, I got, you know, nine to five, sometimes putting in 50, 60 hours a week at times because I was working for a man doing a job that I was, you know, I was an employee and I had to feed my kids. My wife couldn't carry the load by herself and completely unfair for her. Right. So I, it didn't matter that I was a superstar and a former world tag team champion. Didn't matter that I'd been all over the world it mattered that my son was going to be playing baseball and needed that needed to be paid for. My daughter was in school and needed, you know, like I have to go to work. It doesn't matter. Right. Welding's what fed my family. Like I, I dude, I'm telling you, there were, there were months, weeks that I was just begging. Like, what do I do? What, how do I, how do I get myself out of this? Because I, I would come home just dirty. Like the, you know, welding's not a clean job, man. I, I'd be coming home black and sit in my nose from welding. I'd go to blow my nose and, you know, I know it's gross, but like just black soot would come out of my nose. But it was all I knew to what to do to make money. I couldn't go. Can you imagine me going to Walmart and being a greeter? Like after I'd been world champion. Yeah, especially like, at Walmart. It, you know. It was a very humbling experience knowing you have to walk in and fill out an application and you've got a 10-year work gap because you've been wrestling and doing right. Harley stuff. And well, I'm a pro wrestler and hoping that the guy at least takes you serious and doesn't laugh at you. Yeah. Or, or ask the obvious question. Like why, why aren't you wrestling? Oh, that's a great question, well, boss. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm sitting in your Let me office. Forward you the McMahon phone number. Ask him for me, like, please. You know, uh, but you have to, you know, you humble yourself, you know, and go back to making, dude, I started making $13 an hour, you know, we're talking about you and I used to make checks of fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand a week. Yeah, I was bringing home, you know, sometimes on, especially where I live at, because I live in a tourist area, so work would slow down in the winter. We'll bring home four hundred dollars a week. Well, when bills got to be paid, that don't leave much road trev to nope. have anything, you know. Yep, like you're, but you're budgeting a, gas. Right. No. Right, yeah, it's real. like people don't. Hey. Everyone lo- likes to hear the high life, you know, when you're on top of the world. But the problem is when you're on top, gravity's always pulling. Always. And you get a slip and fall or you get an injury or you piss off a promoter. Uh, you know, and next thing you know, you're you're out in, you're out in the cold and it, nobody cares. There's no check coming for missing you, you know, and the audience moves on. That's the one thing about a lot of guys – Learn, learn, have to learn it the hard way is that the crowd doesn't go with you. You're a part of something in the WWE, but 
when you go, they don't go with you. Nope. You know, you go to another place, you're starting over. Now, you know, some guys have the big name and, and it's an exception, but even it's still not the same. It's well, probably the greatest example totally. is Kurt Angle single-handedly put impact on his back and brought it up to yeah. a level of an irritant to the WWE, an irritant. You know, it wasn't – but then ultimately competing with the with the WWE led to the to the fall for when it was a solid number two company to where now it's kind of fighting with, with uh, NWA and New Japan and AEW is obviously the big dollar – uh, company just under underneath the WWE, but even putting all of them together, they're struggling. Yeah, yeah, put them all together, put all their resources together, and and filter their best stars, and have one super show. You're still not going to be able to maintain with the WWE because they are just when they say universe, they they are not bullshitting. Like they are not a universe, at all. and anybody's replaceable, and that's something well, that. A lot of people don't think of because you got to be a little narcissistic to want to be in front of the camera, and you got to be a little crazy uh, and a little depressed to want to be a wrestler. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the tough here's the toughest thing, and I know you know this is like when you're getting ready for the match, and we're like when you and I were 74, we were texting each other every day, like, "Are you ready? I'm gonna be ready." And that was yep. the like I when we came into that, that was the pinnacle of my NWA career. I'm, I'm, yes, sir. That was like that was we. I had my great and worthy opponent, and uh, could not wait to shut everybody up, and we did. But and I, as I was making, coming into my one where I said the retirement word, the training was different. I was different. Like I, I kept doubting myself. Like why did I do this? Why did I? Why Billy's gonna kill me? You know, like. But I was like, I felt like I needed to do something um bigger than myself and but you're always going to question it you know you know after you have the match you're you're like oh man i still got it in the tank i still felt good you know and uh you're like but you also want to you my biggest problem and you have the same problem is we respect the damn gimmick too much it's real to us so when we say retire we didn't mean retire and show up on impact or right. the WWE, like, I mean, retire, you yeah. know, and you can always, you know, Piper and Savage, I remember they retired and they were commentating and somebody started some shit and they actually know they were back. Piper actually best run was after his first retirement. He was intercontinental yeah. champion, you know, like, so, you know, but at the same time, it's like you start getting your mindset and you start paying attention to things. And like, I just, I'm just in a situation to where I have four great things going on in my life, wrestling, writing books, stand-up comedy, Fox News. Then I started getting calls for movies, and now my kids are um, – now, of course, with a writer's strike, a lot of projects have been pushed back, but uh, – and now my kids are playing sports and stuff, and it's like the favorite thing uh, is the most dangerous thing to everything, you know, because right. one bad bump – you know, that's it. And making those decisions are, are like, that's the grown up stuff. And that's the part where you're like, because if, if you, if I would have done, and wisdom has a lot to do with it because I was, there was a time where I'd be like, nope, I can juggle it. I'm not worried about it, you know, but you got to be able to do 110% to do what you do. And, and I, and again, I, I think 
when you look at everything that is that is wrestling and how much it is so opposite of real life, you know, just being able to transition over. And again, for me, it's not like a real retirement in the sense that I still have to work. I'm still working. Right. I'm just not uh, wrestling, you know. And so it's a weird – you don't really get – I don't even get time to be like take a, a month off and heal up because, you know, that that chair shot on my uh, shin was a motherfucker. And <laughs> I got oh, – my leg's still all kinds of colors and it burns when I, I don't move. And uh, it feels good when I move, <laughs> but I'll sit down and then my leg will catch on fire, basically. And it's like, uh, like the doctor's like, I think he smashed a vein with a chair. So Whoa. you got a lot of blood pooled in your leg and you don't have a lot of fat on your legs and you're, you got a lot of muscle in your legs. So it's not a lot of, so I have to elevate my leg constantly. And it's a pain in the ass, you know? And it's like, um, but when you say something, when you do something different, because we did the Ronnie, we did the Garvin stomp with the chair instead of the the foot with the chair, and it, whew. but um, you're still coming creative ideas out there, and that's what that's the right. part where you're like, I still can create, you know. But um, you're just gonna have to find a different way to manifest that. The yeah, like how well, do you how do you manifest <laughs> beating up your friends? <laughs> like, well, you, you in a fun way, because only in wrestling can you get away with punching your buddy. That's it. You know, if you and I were, if you and I were, were team dads on a baseball team, and I just walked over and popped you in the back with a bat and was like, "Gotcha." I don't think that would go over too well. <laughs> it's definitely a YouTube video. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, That's and the, sure. you throwing the bat back at me. Uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying there's no. There's no other world where you can powerbomb your friend through a chair and then have a quiet dinner at Hooters afterwards. It's just there's nothing for what we do, and you just have to uh, put it into other things. And um, so, you know, but well, luckily— you know, I have also seen the guys that went too far. Oh, yeah. bow out when yeah. they should have. Hold it right there. We'll be back in a hot minute. You and I have seen the guys that are injured. And they went too far, and when they when they should have bowed out earlier. So I, like I, in my opinion, I think personally you're making a smart decision, not only for yourself personally, but for your family. But you you were able to create your own out, which you know as well as I do. A lot of wrestlers don't know that. Even guys that you retire know? aren't really retiring; they're being told we're going to have you retire. <laughs> Right, and you did <laughs> Which, it not only to retire, but with the NWA World Heavyweight title. Like, yeah. There's no way you can, in my opinion, can really top that moment. No, like, and I so think I, that's the reason why I wouldn't come back. There's no way to top that send-off. There's no way to top that moment with you guys in the ring. And it's yeah. like, for what, one more match? You know? Like, it's hard. I'm going to have withdrawals. I think I'm going through it now, you know, but you just – understand that there's other things there you know that you have to focus for us on. too though it's when we were younger we were very hungry and wanted to be superstars i think now that we're older and experienced i think it's more like i'm i don't get me wrong i enjoy wrestling but i actually look forward to hanging out with you guys you know we're there together for eight ten hours so we can go to work for the 20 minutes yeah the yeah it's about the right time that i spend with you guys is what I enjoy the most, what I look forward to the most, or the yeah. The I think that's what the, the long loop. I think that's the thing that I'm most worried about because 
you know, and we talked about this a lot, you know, we're one thing we're doing uh, that we never used to do is we have our little group chats now and we yeah. check on each other and we air shit out because I didn't know what to say to say goodbye to, to, to Wyndham. I didn't know what to say because I'm so mad at myself that I let so much time go between us talking because we both got busy, you know, and, and it's not just Wyndham, it's everybody. You know, we yep. just and that's the one thing I was like, you know, and I even Tim Storm talking to him yesterday, he was like, We have to make sure that the only time we're not we're checking on each other is at somebody's funeral. Like we have to break that thing in wrestling because you just there's and it, it, there's no it's no it's not a mean thing. And that's what the that's what pe- a lot of people who don't do what we do, they don't understand. Because it's like if you're not with me in the company that we're working for, when I go home, it's to de- decompress and spend time with my family. So it's yep. not like you can just come home and take off and go hang out with the boys. You can't. Not if you're trying to be any kind of good uh, husband, husband, boyfriend, wife, father. Parent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like parent. Like you can't do those things. I mean, you can, you know, when people laugh or whatever. But, I, you know, like Ric Flair was – is. I always remember uh, it was me, Booker T, Mark Henry, Dusty Rhodes, and Ric Flair in a bar in New York in WrestleMania. And I was a young guy, so of course I'm paying. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I remember everybody at some point, Booker got a call from the missus. All right, fellas, dogs, I'm out. Mark got a call from the missus. I'm out. Dusty got a, a call. He's out. I got a call. And Flair was like, where are you going? You know, and I was like, I got to head up, man. And uh, he was like, not me, man. I'm Peter Pan. <laughs> and I was like, "You, all right, well, Captain Hook called me, so I got to yeah. go. You know, but I, I think if you were to ask him if he looks back at all of it, was being Peter Pan worth it? I think he, his answer would be a lot different than what people think. I think, you know what I'm saying, because Ric Flair is – he's still – more over than 90% of the yeah. guys in the business, uh, period, ever. You just, you can't, him and Hogan show up, it's just longevity. Stone Cold's in yep. that persona. Uh, but you, I bet if you really asked him, if you got him alone without the cameras and lights on, and you asked him, was it worth it? I, I think he would say, I think his answer would surprise a lot of people. I think uh, when you look I back on, because there's the thing about, Millions and millions of people. Woo! I mean, when you say woo, I don't care if you've never watched a wrestling match in your life, you're going to say woo back. You know, and when you, you know, or what they you're going to exactly do, brother. They know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, they know exactly, yep. you know, and because they tr- they were bigger than the sport. They were bigger than life personalities. But it's got to be the loneliest existence. And I've, I'm experiencing a lot of success in a lot of different avenues and lanes, and I still don't know how it's all coming together or whatever, but I spend four days a week in a hotel by myself. And it's a choice because I could go hit the bars and get recognition and all that kind of stuff. But I sit in a hotel and wait for a FaceTime call, you know, because you can't lose sight of what's really important because it's so easy to get sucked up in fans telling us how great we are, you know? 
Well, especially when you're up there at the E, everybody's telling you to act like that. Yeah. You're a star. You need to walk out this door and be a star, act like a star, talk like a star. Yeah. Like, and that's when it's hard to turn that off when you walk through the door. And it's, and man, you, I, I know I, I had issues with it in the very beginning. Oh, I, I, I had horrible issues with it. I was brought as Clay 24 7. Yeah, my wife told me straight up, you're a dick. And I was like, I don't. I don't know how I'm being a dick. I mean, I'm the one. I'm over. What are you talking I'm about? Like, People love right, me. Everyone's like, buying my toy. What are you? You're the problem. No, because yeah. you're the. I'm the one that you have responsibilities to. You're you're yeah. not showing up, and when you come home, you're hungover. <laughs> you know, we got bills to pay. You need to spend some time with the kids. You need to pick them up from school. You need, you know, cut the grass. You have things to do around this house to do your part, and you're there, of course, the, the pain in the ass. So always ride me. She doesn't understand what it is to be me. No, she has to be there with you. And then the cold part is then there's some buddy at a hotel room who just wants to hang out with you for an hour and tells you the greatest dude on the planet, and then you end up losing everything because you're damn yep. ego. You're blinded by your ego. So the, that's why the firings are so important because nothing checks your ass like a future endeavors. Nothing. 100%. You know, the guys who, when you've been fired a couple times, like I remember the first time I got fired, and uh, Sonny Siaki said, ah, your second one's worse. <laughs> I just was like, right, you know. And then I got back there a second time, and then uh, I said it to, I think it was Jinder, because Jinder was like, well, what, what happened? I said, hey, third time will be worse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then and then I said, I'm going to be in a position where I won't need a third time. And that's what I kept telling myself. And it – it feels it feels good that I don't have to go stand at that wall, and um, you know, and I, like I said, I'm not completely gone from the NWA. I'm gonna, you know, like you said, you're not taking your brain, are you? <laughs> I said, right, no. that's right. Yeah, I was like, like your hey, brain ain't bumping. Like, no, you can still and, show up and help us, and you yeah. know, lead this next generation from behind, or at the very least, talk to some rock star and and say, hey, this might not be as cool yeah, as because that. right now uh i know you're not happy about it but i am so proud of my blunt force trauma idea uh i'm not a big fan no no the, you know what if if they didn't have aaron which i'm kind of glad he's not on today so i can say this they didn't have aaron noxie and i would be tag champs i'm sorry yeah. but the the deciding factor in those gentlemen great men working hard has always been aaron stevens yeah. so now we're being pushed into a tables match, which I, don't, I mean, I better kayfabe that. I don't know if it's promoted yet. Well, the point is, though, it's nice to see that the tag team could easily be the main event. It, we have a strong, we're talking about wrestling just as a company as a whole. We've got a very strong tag team division, man, if you think like about legit, it. Like legit, like yes. you could lock at least six of our teams in a bar. And not have to worry about it. <laughs> like the other side's not going to look good. <laughs> you missed out, man. I uh, slapped the shit out of Ligurski. I mean, open hand, lean back, just wapow. Talking about big guys, Ligurski's what? You think he's at three sixty? Everybody. Oh, uh, you're being nice. Right? You're being nice. Okay. He's a biscuit he's, away he's... from four hundred if he's not already. <laughs> that dude but, is just solid steel. Like he's just. Oh. He's like Bundy. He's just. It looks yes. round, but it don't move. And he can move. Yeah. That's oh no, I have. I move. have been. I was hard on him all the time. Yeah. I, I was always complaining about his waddling and shit. And the last, 
uh, the last two tapings, he stepped it up. Like you can tell he's that he's working, working on hard. stuff yeah. and he's aggressive and he's you know he's like, hey, you see me smother him? Like you smother him when you're out there. Your job's not to high fly. Your job is to make the high fly guy run for his life. You well, know? he must have been listening to you when I wrestled him because he got me in the corner. And these chops that he was giving me turned into these clubbing blows across my chest. And I was like, you better stop. It's coming. It's coming. You better stop. And, man, that big old ham hock arm of his just kept, I mean, he was smoking me to the point where I had to finally, I don't know if he was in a trance or what, but I leaned back and just smacked the hell out of him. Just got to wake him up. But, no, I can't, you know, I'm – responsible for getting in his head, you know, because you did win in 74. I'm not saying I didn't come up to him and say, hey, (laughs) I'm not going to admit that. But I I did get on him about how when you see talent and you see guys get lazy because the people are around. And Bradley Jay is another one who's who's really stepped it up. And Bradley Jay's had it in him. Bradley Jay can go like. You may not, you know, he's a little quirky and a little weird or whatever, but we all are. But it, but uh, he can go. And the two of them, when they stopped the, the ha-ha stuff, which there is a place for that. But once they kind of figured it out, they're like, hey, we, with very few exceptions, are two of the biggest. Pound for pound, they might be the biggest tag team. They are the biggest. Pound for pound, pound for yeah. Pound. I think yeah. uh, Mikey the- and you are a little taller. But, and, yes. uh, you know, Doom's just, sure. I mean, Doom's just, I call him Doom, but Blunt Force Trauma's just jacked and athletic. Well, and then you, you got, got, you know, Rob Rebellion, who's, hell. you know, so it's just, it's uh, just those four, just the four, like that's, I would watch any one of those with a box of popcorn and relax, you know, just just as a pure, pure yeah. wrestling fan. And I'm not just saying that because of NWA, like there's other tag teams that I'm, I'm all on. I love, um, the uh, brothers of construction. Uh, no, the clowns? Uh, the clowns aren't bad. I got. I don't like clowns, but I, I like them. Uh, and the uh, House of Black, I think, is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they're not holding every piece of gold within five miles of AW. It's just uh, because you somebody know. doesn't quite understand it just yet. But uh, you know, you know I mean? Hobbs. I'm a big fan of Hobbs. You know. I think Brian Cage has, has found it, you know, and he's always been that. He's a star. He just needs someone to say, here's the ball, you know, because he's got all the yeah. aptitudes and just he he's just one of those. He, he's a giant elephant with wings like everyone else is like, why are you flying? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, because I can. But, you know, wrestling's a good, you know, it's a good place to be. But as far as physical big dudes who can go, NWA is a, if you if Bill Watts was around, he'd, be, he'd come to NWA. Harley and Dusty be like, yeah, let's go to NWA. Like these yeah. guys are. Well, these... and it's, we got to carve out our own spot. And to be honest with you, trying to compete with everybody. You oh, know, there's no, you the can't. Way to go. You can't. The amount of injuries so, alone trying to hang and yeah. fly is just, you got to yeah, find your own just, thing. There's enough room for everybody. Yeah. You know, and. and um, NWA is founded as being a more aggressive, hard-hitting company. You know what I mean? And that's. I like that lane. I yeah. know you like that lane. It's, yeah. Uh, what it makes our job easier, in my opinion. Yeah, because we're able it, to get a little everything a little looks, bit more aggressive with each other. Yep. Yeah. And um, but that's why we, you know, did what we did, or do what we what you still do. 
But, uh, sure. you know, and uh, like I said, I got enough guys to where I can talk to Kurt or Nash and kind of like, hey, I'm feeling kind of, you know, Mark retired and, and Big Show semi-retired, I think. But uh, He comes in and throws a couple punches every once Just to while. let you know, he's still the giant. Don't get it twisted. Right. You know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but that's another guy who could who could go. You know, both guys could yep. go, but... Uh, there's, there's I think some... if you're not going to put on the tights and you're not going to bump, I, I think NWA would be extremely benefit from having you in the background helping steer the ship or helping give guys advice. Giving Oh, speaking of, let me, all right, here, I got an idea. We it's about Bradley J. So tell me what you think. Imagine Bradley J. as the next boss man. Oh, easy. Bro. He could I also be Stan true. Hansen. You put a put a long sleeve on that lariat he throws and put him in some trunks. It, well, we got AJ Kazana. I mean, don't we have our? <laughs> are you are don't you we... fucking kidding me? You just you know what? Show's over. I can't believe you did that. I I, I cannot believe you did that. Wow. You owe him money. Is he, <laughs> is he letting you borrow his dad's ring? Like what is? Wow! Yeah, wow! We were having a wonderful conversation, <laughs> and now I remember all the reasons why I hated you going into '74. <laughs> Feuds back on. <laughs> well, for more podcasts like this, just like this, you can catch us at FoxNewsPodcast.com. Yeah, this has been it. Tyrus and my former friend Trevor. I can't <laughs> believe you said that. Oh, take my eyes! Wow. Uh, Enough said, you son of a... Wow. (laughs) Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.